When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. being flewed out. What's he expecting with that plane ticket purchase? Are you willing to give him some first class ass? If you want to give up the coochie, you can give it up. <laughs> so when shit go down, he's supposed to have my back. Then, what to do about your best friend's beef? Is her enemy automatically your enemy? But I'm gonna get right to the subject. Ain't gonna beat around the bush. Hence it is, you say you from the A, right? And always repping Atlanta, my homegirl, Amaretta the Great, is in the house. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. She's talking hip-hop's female takeover and writing her own rhymes. It's a song that I made in the studio when I was, like, drunk with my friend. Plus, the single girl's guide to cohabitating. It's like you're my man and my roommate. What you should require before you move in together. She was just calling me film daddy the whole time. I could call him film daddy, too, right? <laughs> We've got the perfect leading men lineup with Idris Elba, John Ellie, and the one and only Jamie Foxx. Wow! All this and more right now on Black, Black Girl, Girl Stuff. Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff from Amaretta the Great to Jamie the Fox and Idris the... Damn, he's married. Elba, we got a lot of ground to cover. And right now, it's time to go in the comments <laughs> and up in the air for this discussion, the high cost of being a fly girl. Ooh. This is what's up. If you get flued out by a man, does that mean you're obligated to have sex with him? Let's see this one post that has everybody going off, y'all. We went on dates, and I paid for the she don't owe you a <laughs> Been 680 on a round trip flight. She gets to your house. You got one pillow and no shower gel. Who doing the half in this house? Hello. I never even mentioned having the sex with you. Talking about why did you come here? Why did you bring her? Mm. <laughs> yes. yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tell us what's taking up in these comments. They got everybody, you know, real heated. One of these comments said, "The math ain't mathin'. I don't care if you fly me to the moon. If I don't want to give you no kitty, you're not getting it." Ooh, yeah, I agree. Okay. You're not <laughs> so let's get into it. If a man flies you out, are you necessarily agreeing to have sex with him? What are we talking about right now? I oh, mean, if yeah. you fly me out, you're trying to meet me and understand who I am. Yes. If things get a little adult-like, <laughs> they do. But you're not obligated to give yeah. up the 
nanny. Right. right? Um, That's why. Exactly, exactly it. I feel like this is courting in general. If yes. a man takes you to dinner in a movie, he's still gonna expect some sort of right. some sort of ass. And you don't have to do that. I feel yeah. like it's the same as with you being flewed out. But I think you just have to put yourself in a position where you're not gonna be like dodging advances all night. Like, yeah. you're trying to be yeah. We ain't trying to be looking <laughs> all night. So do you feel like it's something you're supposed to talk about before you go? Like, should you get on the phone and be like, hey, what we doing when we get there? Like, so yeah. I feel like, one, a lot of relationships now do pop off in a DM. So okay. we might never have hung out before. We've been yeah. talking on the phone, maybe texting, getting to know each other. So the fly out is probably our first time kicking it. Yeah. And if it is, then like you said, I will definitely let a man know up front in the conversation, like, hey, I know this is our first time kicking it. We're not there in a relationship. Or even if he live here in Atlanta and we've been dating, I'll mm -hmm. let you know, look, just because we go in here don't mean I'm obligated to get there. Now, if you really like me, you still gonna buy the ticket right. because yeah. you like me and want to spend some... Oh, but what about this, though? Because why this is what happens to me, right? So, I've been flewed out before. Yes. Okay. Somebody I was interested in meeting, right? And I told them beforehand, I said, you know, I'm not promising you anything, all right? right? You know, I'm just letting you know that. But here's what guys hear, okay? They're like, yeah, I'm gonna try when she get here, though, and For see what sure. I can get, right? And room. they press it, and then it's like you're almost like trying to be, you know, pressure me into doing it. Mm. I'm like, bro, you know, catch this, you know, I'll leave right Dimitri, now. Dimitri, you that point, yeah. I have to agree. Like, I think that every guy's still gonna try you. Yeah. Like, they gonna feel like right. today might be my lucky yeah. day, you know right. what I mean? So he gonna still try you. But at the end of the day, I think in my experience, if you stand on what you said, they will respect you more because they like, oh, she said it and she meant it. She put her foot down. Well, well I feel like some guys do and some guys don't, but the thing is, is this, I feel like as long as you can afford to take yourself back home and don't be at the mercy of some dude right, you met yeah. on the internet. No, you know sure. what I mean? Be smart about it so you don't get stranded right. okay. at the airport. Okay, that's, that's, that's good advice, but I'm saying, like, what is it about being flued out that brings up all these red bells to say, I even need to talk about the fact that yeah. I'm not gonna have sex with you? I feel like that's not a conversation mm -hmm. you need to have. No, that yeah, you, you do. Think, no, you don't. You I gotta think like, about it from a guy point wait, of view. He's no. like, I'm paying for this good time. Yeah. In his head, he's thinking, I want the ultimate experience. And if you want to give it to him, that's all fun and dandy. Yeah. But you gotta let them know, hey, mm -hmm. I might, you just, I feel like you should talk about it because some dudes. You don't weird. have to talk yeah. about it. I feel like it, I really see it as a date. When we do a date, I'm not saying, hey, you took me to Red Lobster, that means you're gonna get these biscuits. It's really like, <laughs> it's really like, no, I mean, this was another situation where I'm meeting, we're not even gonna talk about it. I feel like, mm -hmm. just have that little carrot, have huh. it dangling. Don't tell him the surprise, the happy ending before you even start. But I wanna ask you ladies the question, does the destination change whether you should do it or not? Well, you don't so have to be flying you... to his home, Brie. Yeah. Uh, first of all, different hotel you can, you can fly me to my personal hotel room get me my personal driving service. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of ways around this, but I think the most important thing is to first of all communicate, but when you get in that situation, passions get intense, but that's where sexual coercion can happen a little bit too. And there's some women who, yes, you know, yes. have felt so uncomfortable and pressured that they do end up giving sex that they didn't really want to. And that's mm -hmm. a real, real thing, well, especially among younger women. How do you get to even the flute out part? Is, it, that, is it just because well, you said I hello? I feel like this. What, I mean, and the reason yeah. I'm asking before you answer is because yeah. I feel like do you kind of have to be a little sexual anyway? Are you, you trying to say I mean? I'm a freak? What are you I'm saying? Like, girl. You're going to say it depending on what, what you're talking about. You're going to say it. You don't have to be sexual to get flued out. Maybe you just want to see me. That's the only way that you can see me. Okay, Demetria, but I think this me? person in the comments disagrees because they said, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree, big dog. Yeah. I guess you the big dog in this situation. Right. We all grown. If a dude is flying you out, we all know what's up. So, he sounds like that's broke behavior. You're just expecting yeah. something from a woman that you're not guaranteed to get. A woman can say no at any point in time. Right. She can say yes before she leaves, 
see you and see how you act, and then that's enough. Yeah, but at mm -hmm. least if you say it up front, you can say, hey, I told you before I got here, yeah. I wasn't giving up nothing. But if you want to give up the coochie, you can give it up. Right. Do what you want to do. Exactly. Right. <laughs> your life, and we're going to be switching gears, okay? From expectations to healthy communication. Yeah. Let's check out this scene from Issa Rae's latest series, mm. Rap Shit, where characters Mia and Shauna's friendship is tested. Mm. Breathe, please. For real? When you ask me to go to New York, I, I go. No questions asked. So when shit go down, you're supposed to have my back. I have your back. We are the worker man. It's people watching us. All you care about is work. Woo, okay, ladies, so let's get real about friend code, okay? Ride or die this and beef by association. If your best friend is beefing with someone, should you automatically be beefing with that person too? Okay, so let me tell you, one of the comments said, if my BFF tells me that she doesn't like you, then that's it. I feel like we're co-hosts, we're friends, yes. but we're a group. So mm -hmm. if we go to the club and mm -hmm. we out mm -hmm. and somebody run up on y'all, I'm running up too, because we yeah. came together, yeah. right? They rolled up on us. They rolled up on yeah. us at yeah. that point. We rolled <laughs> they up tried. Yes. So they tried us. And, but I do think that there are limits to things. Like, in real life, I might not automatically adopt your beef, even mm, though you my yeah. friend. Because what if you crazy Keisha that always say <laughs> yeah. something crazy? But I, I feel like you know if it's mean? your friend, most of the times you're friends with people you have similar mm. core values yeah. with. Yeah. So whatever you probably mad at, I'm going to mm. be mad at too. So yes, now if it affects our money, I'm going to talk with you mm. and try to talk you out of it. But if you rolling down, yeah, I'm definitely riding with you. I mean, it doesn't, I think in things in general, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to happen to you personally. So we saying mm -hmm. friends, but I feel like just this is just life messaging yeah. like right. something doesn't have to happen to you personally for you to feel affected by it for mm -hmm. you to be like nah I got this message this girl ain't the one to to be friends with so beef if you beefing with my friend, especially my best friend, you beefing with me because, For like you fact. said, we have the same sort of vibe. Yeah. Like, we are one. Well, <laughs> yeah. this is an we example of me. Like, I, you know, I was working, you know, at a TV station, and I had a friend who liked to be friends with everybody, right? Mm. You know, and it was kind of rough because there were people who didn't, you know, care for me. I felt maybe even be trying to sabotage me a little bit like mm. this. And they would confide in her. And this is my friend, I'm thinking. So mm. you've got these people who don't like me trusting you enough, my mm. friend, to talk about me. And sometimes, she wouldn't tell me everything. So I'm like, how could you possibly be my friend yeah. and the friend of these, you know, Associate. I don't want to say yeah. enemies because it ain't that deep, but it's just like these people who don't, you know, value me, care about me in any way. And so that's what brought our friendship, yeah. you know, to the forefront. I mean, come on, you're not looking out for my best interest, no, you're right? Not, yeah, I'm I agree right. with yeah. that. It's showing mm -hmm. your true colors. I feel like, you know, you don't have to all out block someone right. because they're not friends with you or because mm -hmm. they have beef with your friend. But if you go out of your way to form mm -hmm. a deeper relationship right. with right. someone that you mm -hmm. have problems with, I'm like, nah, no, you're yeah. blocked. I you're think blocked. that's key. I think yeah. it's the level of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I mean, y'all know I'm super friendly. I'm bubbly. I'm gonna be nice and speaking cordial to mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now, even mm -hmm. if you beef with somebody and you're my best friend, I might not necessarily be beefed out with that person, yeah. but I will set boundaries. You know, speaking what? of that, let's go into the comments yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, where this <laughs> user commented saying, it depends on the terms of which they don't like the person. And this is what we were getting at. Sometimes people will have a petty-ass reason for not liking someone. Why ruin connections and possible networking for BS? Yeah. And so really it comes yeah. down to, I mean, are you more loyal to your friends or are you more loyal to the bag? So okay. I'm so, never going to ask okay. my friends to be more loyal to me than the money. I feel right. like I've, I've actually been in a situation mm -hmm. like that where my homegirl has a successful meal prep company mm -hmm. and one of her clients who's really big and known actually stole intellectual property from me. Oh, she wow. came to me as a friend first and was like, hey, how do you feel about me using this person as my client? I said, get uh, your bag, Sydney. Right? Yeah. I don't care because it's, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's business and I would never want anybody, I would never mm -hmm. block anybody else's blessings when it came to the money either. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And you got to know your friends. We're talking about the beef, but not the resolution. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, when they have friends and they have beef with their friends, they're ready to tell you all the gossip when they're in it. But I had a situation where I had a friend and they were beefing, so we were both beefing. And then they never told me when they made up. And yes. so I'm the one now on the outskirts. <laughs> I'm a traditional Aries in this sense. And either you riding with me or you dying and you're dead to me. That's how I okay. feel. Okay. So the thing is, is this. I've been in that situation where my friend had multiple friends, but I'm like, girl, you better choose up. Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, you know what I mean? And I don't have tolerance for that. You can do whatever you want to do. But trust me, the day that you choose somebody else over me, and I'm not talking about a dude, because we got to get to that. Yeah. But I'm talking about, you know, another woman or whatever, yeah. and you want to play that up, then then go and leave, because I don't need you. Like, We're all in the same scenario. We're all in the same I wouldn't consider group. that beef, though. No. Yeah. It's not and, beef. It's and, not and, that's an argument. That's an argument. Demetria, you do something to Akilah, or Akilah does something to you, I'm not obligated to pick sides just because I was on the auditions with you first, beforehand. You get what I'm saying? I get to choose the But that's your choice, as it is Demetria's choice. Choice, and it could be my choice okay. to cut you off because you didn't. I'm sorry, Keila, you didn't choose up. I'm right. sorry. I'm like, <laughs> Ain't never up. <laughs> we could go all day long about sisterhood. But coming up next, Kennedy is back with the Chronicles, and this time she's tracking Jamie Foxx, John Ellie, and Idris okay. Elba, and they're all straight ahead. Don't go nowhere. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating his prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. Go back to the calls. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was 2018's Sexiest Man Alive, now in beast mode. And our very own Kennedy Rue is here with all the deets about his new film, Beast, and more. Kennedy, what's good? Hey, ladies. Okay, so I'm back with more manliness. We have Idris Elba talking all things family. Then John Ellie is addressing mental health with his new TV series. And Jamie Foxx gets personal about his past. But first, let's check out the man, the myth, the legend, Idris Elba. Please. (laughs) It's interesting as a father bringing a piece of yourself into your, your films, you know, because you have to sort of dig, you know, into places that are personal to you to make them adaptable for film. But working with Ayana, who played my daughter in the end, and Leah, we basically bonded on the set and off the set. You know, we were shooting in South Africa and it was in the middle of nowhere. So we had a lot of time to bond. Their parents, you know, were there, but you know, they spent a lot of time with me. So it was great. I'm a naturally doting dad. You know, I love my children. I'm a big hugger, big kisser. He makes sure they're okay. I did a lot of that, especially with Leah, because she's so young and she was calling me film daddy the whole time because her real daddy was there. I could call him film daddy too, right? <laughs> oh, 
Zen. Only Idris Elba could make me want to go on a safari destination from yeah. hell. Yes. That yes. Was scary. That was right. Lion? That's the Beast? Yes. Right. That, that is the Beast. You mm. have to see the movie, but that is the Beast. I, and it looks like a great movie to take the whole family to see as well. Yes. Well, we know that Will Packer was a producer on the film, mm -hmm. and he was actually doing some interviews with Idris Elba where he talked about the fact that his daughter auditioned for the mm. film. Oh, wow. Um, but she didn't end up getting the role. They said that the chemistry between them wasn't right for film. For I don't moment. like that. I don't like that because I think as a community, we like to say, oh my gosh, you know, we really want nepotism and we want the idea, the opportunity to kind of bring our kids up mm -hmm. with us. This was his opportunity to do that. I'm kind mm -hmm. of curious well, why that didn't happen. Well, actually, Akilah, mm -hmm. I like that. I feel like as an actress, mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's very hard. Yes. No one's just going to give you these opportunities. You got to be trained, ready, and equipped. So mm -hmm. I like it. Correct mm -hmm. that. That's an amazing role to be a part of, too. I mean, because if you think about Will Packer and his productions, I mean, he puts a spotlight on strong black females, right? Yes. Yes. And yes. so you see that. You see that in Girls Absolutely. Trip. I mean, mm -hmm. you see that with the works he's done with Taraji. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's amazing. And yeah. so I love that Idris, when he was talking about the girls that he's working with on set mm -hmm. and how they call him that and just how they've been uplifted. So true. I gotta give yeah, a shout true. out to yeah, both yeah, actors for that for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, representation is so important to the both of them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this film was a cornerstone in telling black girls' stories, mm -hmm. especially yeah. from the point of black girlhood, okay. where that's something yeah. that, you know, we don't really get to see as much representation mm -hmm. of in film. So to have eyes on that experience and to have the relationship between a father and daughter, I think is so crucial necessary for us to see. This movie is definitely a must-see. It will have you all on the edge of your seats. But speaking of family, I was able to sit down with the legendary Jamie Foxx. This was a full circle moment for me. Jamie was one of my first red carpet interviews when I was a child. Coming out the game. There were tons of laughs, and no one can do an impersonation of my dad quite like Jamie. My very first red carpet. Wow! I was about five or six. Five. You saw me immediately yeah. and came right over to me. It meant the world to me that you came up immediately and I felt like you saw it in me before I even saw it in myself. Your father is one of the most funny individuals oh, yeah? I've ever been around. Yes. Suli's one of the guys. We over here looking at, at trinkets while she's over there looking at ass. And his jumper's wet, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd he say that? You Tell know my, my dad. Jumper's you know wet. my dad so well. And, and well. tell him that my jumper's still wet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wrong, man. How did you guys prepare to tackle that genre? I watched as many as I could just to kind of, you know, each, each one has its own mythology and its own mm -hmm. rules, and it's just kind of right. fascinating yeah. to see what some people do, and then just having all of that knowledge and being being like, all right, how do we attack ours? What do you remember about the first time you guys really started working together where you felt that chemistry? We did this table read, and I pushed for him. I was like, yo, I don't want to do the movie unless I get a day break. And when we did the Zoom, you know how tough Zooms can be. People's uh, uh, microphones is off, people yep. lose their place and stuff like that. This dude murders the zone. This movie is all-encompassing. I was able to see the film in Miami, Ooh. and it has a little bit of everything. Some action, some adventures, some romance, some vampires. Yeah. And Jamie actually told me that he'd been following Dave Franco's career for a really long time and always wanted to work with him. Wow. He ended up saying that he fought for him to be in the film and even went as far as to say, I won't do the film without yeah. Dave Franco. Wow. So, that's how, that's how you yes, yes. Last but not least, my in-depth conversation with actor John Ellie was very enlightening. We discussed his latest TV series, Send Help. Let's take a look.
You always tell me to do better. I think it's time for you to take your own advice. I'm trying, bro. Says who? I've watched the first episode. I feel like it does a really good job of painting the perspective of an immigrant son's experience. You feel like in television, in film, and in the history of media, that's been a narrative that's been overlooked. It's a great way to like show that we're not all monolithic, you know what I'm saying? Because usually they're like, oh, it's a black guy story, it's a black guy story, but there's a specificity in being a first-gen Haitian American that you're not necessarily getting in anywhere else. I'm so excited for Send Help because I feel like I see so many people I know in your character. And I love that there's that relatability aspect to it. Um, also, what's so important that the series touches on is mental health. Black men are committing suicide at much higher rates. Why talk about this in the way that you do on the show? I've recently experienced two friends who have done it. I used to like keep a lot of things to myself, but now that I have like a support system and a new fiance that I'm able to like express these things to and speak to my friends and really open up to certain people about what I'm dealing with, even the pressures, the stress. You don't necessarily need to suffer in silence. Also, I want them to enjoy themselves, get in the mess, messiness of dating and relationships, learn something about the Haitian culture that they may not have known before. I can yeah. relate to John so much, not only yes. on him being a first generation Caribbean, you know, American with mm -hmm. his family is from Haiti, my family's from Jamaica, but also the mm -hmm. fact that he really talked about there's so many nuances to being black, so many nuances yes. to being a yes. black man. I know he talked about in person how yeah. he's dealing with mental health and how he talks about it in his support system, mm -hmm. but how much does he really dive deep into that in the series? So the series goes really in depth in all of those things. Yeah. And I feel like it's such a great story when it comes to the black man's experience, but also that immigrant son's yeah. experience yeah. as well. Cause that's such a component that we don't necessarily see highlighted no. in media. And I love that. And I was gonna say too, like she's speaking so much about the support system. I think that's mm -hmm. important. Like you said, just anybody in life in general, but especially us in the entertainment industry, yeah. we gotta find that we amongst each other. We don't that. have yeah. to suffer in silence, no. like he said in right. the show. <laughs> great stuff as always. And coming up next y'all is the Atlanta Queen MC herself. Amaretta the Great is stepping in to the BGS house. Keep it right here. From this side and you don't know the face, you're chilling, repeat after me. It's not Atlanta. 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 You from the suburbs, not from the city. You from my big house, not from the trenches. I just enforce them, I don't make the rules. Say you from my hood, but you must be confused. Color Park is not Atlanta. Latonia is not Atlanta. Clay Coat is not Atlanta. Decatur is not Atlanta. Oh, she's Listen, welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Sorry, not sorry. That's not Atlanta. That's not the ATL's go, but we actually have. The real ATL go here. <laughs> Our one and only Amaretta the Great. Welcome okay. to the BTS house. Welcome. Who is that in video? I forgot her name. Kate something. Speaking about Atlanta, the real Atlanta, mm -hmm. like you're so protective um, about protecting Atlanta. Like, why are you? Why do you feel like that about the real Atlanta? <laughs> um, it's probably got a lot to do with the fact that I was like, I was actually raised there. So when you like 
from a place and you had to like go through so much stuff there and have to overcome mm -hmm. so much it's like that becomes like your home and yeah, right. like naturally you be like territorial about like yeah. Yeah. where you from yeah. so like, anybody try to come in your place you're gonna be like hold up who is like it's like it's you trespassing it's an intruder so <laughs> How do you classify like where somebody from? Is it where you went to school at? Is it where you lived at the most? Or where just... your first house was? <laughs> how you know where you from? Because mm. see, I moved. I lived on the east side, I lived on the west side. Like, well, how okay, you know? see, when it comes to stuff like that, it's really about. That's kind of tricky. Okay. Oh, break it down. Because yeah. you got people that like move to Atlanta and they think that they from Atlanta because they but moved you, there. No. Yeah. But I feel like you got to be there since mm -hmm. you like. Four, five, okay. you know what I'm saying? But like nine, ten, twelve, like nah, because that's when you start jumping out the porch. That's when you start making friends. Yeah. Cause you made friends over here, then you came over here, and made friends. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that don't count. Right. Mm -hmm. and your song has over four million streams. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I mean, this is a huge hit. But what was it like for you when all of these classic ATL yeah. legends came out and said, "Hold up, hold up"? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm from yes. Atlanta, especially. Yeah. I love it that. It was funny, guys. Because I thought that was like. At first, I thought it was coming at me, yeah. so it was funny. Uh -huh. And I'm like, "Y'all yeah. gone?" But then, <laughs> but then I was like, "Okay, it's still showing respect." So yeah. I just like whatever. And speaking of respect, like Lotto jumped on the remix yeah. with you. Like, how did that feel to have two up and coming Atlanta artists that are killing it in the game right mm -hmm. now? Like, it was, was hard. Like? like when I reached out to her, I was like, at first, I wasn't expecting her to like immediately like go ahead and say it but as soon as I text her she was like yeah send me the verse like yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying I'm like oh yeah wow. you should be lit like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like women are really dominating especially in the artistry business mm -hmm. do you feel like women are coming together to mm -hmm. make it to the top or do you mm -hmm. feel like it's an individual thing because they're more based on like titles and who's the queen of this and that. I mean, I feel like at first it was a thing where like everybody was competing, but that was only because society was only accepting one female artist at a time. But right, now right. it's like so many people can like thrive in their own lane. So everybody right. just like, okay, we're gonna work together mm -hmm. then and like come up together like how the guys do. So yeah. now it's more of everybody just like sitting together because you realize that we get more done when we connect and it's like exactly. beefing. Like, yeah. To be honest, when we think about like women and sisterhood, I feel like we are expected to be together and be yeah. on that kumbaya stuff. But yeah. I feel like men don't get the same questions and, or get the same expectation to be a brotherhood. Like, do you feel... Because it's just natural yeah. for them. Like, it's natural? It yeah, like, it's just mm -hmm. natural. Like, but even with guys, like, because girls, we kind of more catty. But mm -hmm. guys, they kind of, like, do it under the surface. Like, right. they are not like yeah. somebody and still, what's up, yes. bro? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Well, like, I, You yeah. know, we were do just you... talking about Lotto, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so back in March, I mean, she came out and said that, you know, in exchange for a verse, yeah. a popular male artist wanted sex. Oh, yes. And so we talk yes. about sisterhood sticking together. I mean, what's it like for you navigating this industry where um, that happens a lot? I had an experience like that um, a couple years ago. And when mm. she put that out, I'm like, that's crazy that it's happening to her and she a way bigger artist. But they do that because it's like guys, they think that because like they have a higher status mm. that we need them. So they're yeah, like, right, oh, right. Hey, I'm going to give you something. You're going to give me something like, bro, mm -hmm. I don't need you. I'm no. going to go uh, this way. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like you've had a lot of other male artists in the industry like pull you up like a little sis? No. Um, I mean, oh, wow. it, it, yeah. it's been a couple of people like Lucci, Donald, like yeah. Trouble. Um, Lucci definitely yeah, stopped yeah. you earlier. Yeah. 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 Speaking of going back to women in the industry mm -hmm. right now, as a female artist, do you feel pressure to like rap about certain subject matters? Mm -hmm. You know, in this climate, yeah. you know, we got coochie rap and yeah, all types yeah. of stuff. <laughs> uh, I feel like it was a time where it was like heavily like promoted, but mm -hmm. I feel like now 
it's like people starting to get tired of that. And yeah, they just, right. yeah. It's like people with like more substance is starting to get more praise now because everybody like, bro, what else? Like, okay, we know y'all got some what good else? shit. That's like, all yeah. But yeah. I, I, I literally love, I feel like that's what makes you different. You yeah, give sure. us that hardcore, that aggressive. I mean, yeah. it's probably New York energy. I know I'm not from Atlanta. <laughs> hardcore vibe is yeah. that what you think makes you different i'm just raw and real like yeah. a lot of people yeah. like the fact like when i was first coming up i used to like every time i used to rap i wasn't scared to like put my feelings out there like you know yeah. how some people like they always try to act too hard or too tough like mm -hmm. i was the type of person that like if somebody played me i'd get on the track and be like i just got played but i ain't gonna get played again okay the reason i don't freestyle because i don't practice freestyle and i feel like right. if i practice i know how to do it because yeah. practice makes Cause the boys go in there and they be like oh, no, no, yeah 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 We're looking for homes. Mm -hmm. And the day after, I broke up with him. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want a huge house by myself. This is perfect, because you're always on the go, too, and you don't need something that is going to require a lot of maintenance, like maintenance. yard work. Who cut the grass? Who's doing it? I thought he was going to do that. Take <laughs> out the trash. Take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, as we see, there's a thin line between love and real estate. Okay. And we would like to have both ladies. And just to figure out that very tricky equation, we've got Kira Oliver from Owns, Ladies Who List, in the BGS house. Yes. Welcome, Kira. <laughs> Thank you for having yes. me, ladies. So clearly, we just saw a clip of you and B. Simone. And what I found most interesting, besides the fact that you're just doing your thing in real estate, is 
that she was talking about shacking up and really being with a man who she thought she was going to build this home life with. And that didn't work out. Is that really common in a lot of your clients that you take on lately, especially black women? So I will say that I deal with both scenarios, mm. people who want to purchase a home together and they're not necessarily married and people who don't want to purchase a home because they're not married. And I can speak from personal experience. I bought four properties with someone that I was not married to. And my logic there is just like you get married, you can get divorced and you have an asset. And I started purchasing real estate when I was young. It's the easiest way to gain wealth. Like that's how I became a millionaire so fast was through real estate. Yeah. And if you're dating someone, I tell everyone, you have to go into business with someone that you can trust. Like right. my ex-boyfriend, I trust him with everything in me. You know, our house burned down and wow. we worked together through everything to make sure that, oh, there it is. Go make no, I, I, I remember that moment. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we, we're able wow. to work through things together. Mm -hmm. But I tell everybody, if you don't own real estate, whether you're in a relationship or not, you should be purchasing it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would tell people. Speaking okay. of the relationship aspect of um, owning real estate, so when I bought my first home, I went and, and, you know, getting ready for my housewarming, the girl who did my makeup mm -hmm. told me, she was like, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Don't move nobody into your house, okay. especially <laughs> a man, okay. right? And I... Totally didn't listen. Mm -hmm. My bad, Joy. <laughs> I didn't listen. But, you know, it caused a lot of issues in our relationships on the emotional side. But talk about what that may look like on the legal side of things. Like, when you break mm -hmm. up with somebody and having to move them out of your house, mm -hmm. like, how does that work? Okay, so key word is legal. So yeah. anytime you're purchasing yes. anything, you have to make sure that the proper... What's good, y'all? It's Aaliyah from The Young and Dumb Show. I have something for you. If you're young and interested in learning more about different careers, becoming an entrepreneur, and really get into the bag, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The Young and Dumb Show. On this show, we sit down with the biggest, and I'm talking the biggest, career professionals, entrepreneurs, influencers, and entertainers to break down how to be successful in different industries. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Let's get it, y'all measures are in place like you want to make sure before you go sign anything that you and joe know joe if we break up this is how we're going to go down we're going to split it 50 50 or we're going to split it 60 40 because anything dealing with legal if something goes wrong you got to take it to court what's going to hold up in court anything in writing so before you go purchase a property everything needs to be established so right. if you're purchasing it with your boyfriend just as two individuals or if you're purchasing it as a llc or a trust combined you need to make sure that you have everything in writing so that way if you do break up or if the house burns down or if there's a time where one person wants to sell it and the other one does it everything is in writing so you can say we agreed to this up front before we even got ourselves into this equation well, let's take on this scenario okay, okay. so I all right yeah, very yes. okay one of my friends okay. is an architect okay. right he's in a relationship not married mm -hmm. with a young woman She's a PR specialist, yeah? Mm. So he has his place, mm. but he told me that if she ever moved in with him, that she would have to pay half the rent. Mm. What's your take? I know my mm. stance on it, but <laughs> I said we have to get personal on this one, okay? Because well. this is a real situation for a lot of people. That's true. Well. That's true. Doesn't it sound stingy? Like, for me, well. I would be like, you know what? That's my ice cream. Don't touch it. What, you want to be my landlord Right. Now? That's right. where the petty comes it's in. It's like you're my man and my roommate. Which right. one? Which one yeah. are you going to be? And I think that's just very subjective. Mm -hmm. So for me... No, nah, girl. Come on. Let's uh, get into it. Now, what is I, your opinion? I feel like 
this is just general relationships overall. If you're the man and this is your property and you own it, you should be paying for it because you are reaping the benefits from it. Like I am here and I will take care of the household. But other than that, like if you want to sell this property, I didn't pay half the rent for three mm -hmm. years straight. And you go get $50,000 in equity. I have the rights to none of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But on another level, me, you know, I prefer for my man to okay. take I'm care of it. Right? Yeah. 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 Speaking about, it's a lot of women out here now that are buying homes, purchasing homes. If you purchase a home, like myself, mm -hmm. I have a townhome, right? But hopefully when Mr. Wright comes along, he'll move me into okay. a house that he purchases mm -hmm. for us. How should I protect myself and what should I do with like my own property? Should I rent it out, Airbnb it? What should I, or just take the equity and run? So when you own a property, you know you have options. Yeah. So you, let's look at the numbers. Let's say you have a property you've gained, you've had it for three years, you've gained $80,000 in equity. Is $80,000 more important than you than cash flowing $1,000 a month? You have to decide that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, moving in with him and how to protect yourself, he's already got the loan, he's already on the deed. What he would have to do is go back and amend the deed and add your name to the title so you both have ownerships, but you still have to establish something in writing up that will front. hold up right. in yes. court yes. that yes. if, you know, mm -hmm. we are together, we're getting married, we're engaged, Age, she now is on the deed. She has ownership to this property. But if we do break up, this is how we're going to split everything once okay. we do sell it. Yeah. Okay, so let's take it a step further. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about generational okay. wealth. Okay, mm -hmm. you know I'm a parent. How soon should we start buying properties for our children? That's making sure question. that we're okay. passing this down. Yeah. You know. Okay, perfect. So. You can pretty much add your child to the deed whenever. It depends on no. what state you're in. However, you have to think about it this way. If your child is not 18, they can't legally sign anything. So what you would have to do is appoint a guardian to them. So let's say, God forbid, something happened to you. You have all of these properties. What's your, your child's name? Dimitri. Okay, Dimitri. Little let's team. say Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri got $3 million in property. His mom right. done put his name on. We gonna right. claim it. Um, yes, but let's just say something happens to mom, right? Dimitri uh -huh. owns all of these properties, but Dimitri's five years old. Okay. Who can guide yeah. him? He has to have a guardian to say, hey, look, you can sell this and get this, or you don't need to sell it. They just have to have someone that can guide him at the end of the day. So there's technically, it's not too soon to do anything, but you have to make sure whoever you appoint as a guardian is going to guide him in the right way because they can literally say, hey, I'll paperwork take it. Paperwork too, right? Yeah. Pa paperwork. So I need paperwork that you're not going to take my son's stuff. You have yeah, to have paper, paperwork, paperwork for yeah. paperwork party. Paperwork party. Okay. There you go. You yes. have to have paperwork for everything. Okay. How yes. do people really get started, though? Because I feel like when mm -hmm. you compare real estate to stocks, I'm like, real estate all day. Let's get the property. Sure. I don't know nothing about no stocks. Like, but it, it sounds like it has the same, the same benefits. But mm -hmm. how for folks who are like, man, I want a house. I see the house. I know I want that house <laughs> in the block. Yeah. But what are the first steps? Yeah, what do you do? What okay. do you do if you want to be a homeowner? Yeah. So you know if you want to be a homeowner, mm -hmm. I advise everyone reach out to your local real estate agent because just like mm -hmm. you are an individual, you know nothing about real estate. You know right. nothing about the steps, how much you need to have saved up. You get online on Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, third-party sites that'll say this is your monthly payment. And mm -hmm. a lot of people think, okay, my monthly payment's $800, mm -hmm. but is that just your uh, principal and interest or is that your taxes, your HOA and everything included? Right. So in order to be able to be guided, find someone that can guide you and I advise a professional real estate agent because you don't know if there are any down payment assistance mm -hmm. programs for right. you, you know, what programs are available for you if you don't have a lot of funds saved up, but definitely save your funds. Don't yes. get it twisted. Yeah. You have to have your money saved first and foremost, but reach out to someone that can say, hey, Brie, you know, if you want to purchase property on 123 Oak Street, you have to do these things. You have to have your money saved. We have to uh, go to my preferred lender and see what you get qualified for. Mm -hmm. We have to look at your debt to income ratio your um, 
credit score, yeah, all of those things. The list goes on. Does it include a man? That ain't on the list. Well, Kira, so let's say you own a home, right? And this man that you're interested in also owns a home. Who moves in with whom? That is a great question. Yeah. Uh, and it gets in, and that is all by case by case scenario, too. Okay, so let's say. Give me an example. Let's yeah. say you and Joe own a home. home. Yeah. Joe owns a little shack on Why Banana Street. Right. I ain't saying Why he does, does but just in case he does, because Brie don't own the mansion. Okay. <laughs> so Brie owns this mansion, Joe owns this shack. Mm -hmm. If you know that y'all want to establish a family one day, you're going to probably outgrow his house. Yeah. A lot faster than you'll outgrow her house. Mm -hmm. So it all comes down to couples and what fits for you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I have a friend. Uh, she just got engaged. They're expecting. He had a house. She had a house. He sold his house. He made about a hundred thousand. She sold her house. Yes. She made eighty thousand. Mm -hmm. So they made a hundred and eighty thousand ah. dollars combined. Oh. They went and bought a bigger house that needed a little bit of renovations, but they put the down payment, put renovations in, bought furniture, and still had money left over. Period. That's what worked for them because yes. with their growing family, they couldn't grow into either one of these. Mm -hmm. Properties, they had to find something else. Yeah, I think you should buy a home together, a new home yeah. together. not yeah. moving each other. Yeah. So you should sell no. it and definitely start something new so it's yours and yeah. nobody's like, oh, this is my house. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. and let's just say in that situation, mm -hmm. if both of them wanted to rent theirs out, let's say his profited eight hundred right. a month, right. hers did a thousand. That's eighteen hundred uh, dollars monthly that could go to your uh, mortgage on your new house. To be you honest, know? regardless we of the mortgage payments, it sounds yeah, it sounds like we not shacking up. Until we get the legal paperwork together. You gotta have right. the legal so, together. Kira, thank you so much legal. for stopping by. I'm gonna point my man out to this clip. Right. Let me know. We're not doing it unless we got the paperwork. Okay, Next up, the BG bosses of the week when we return. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is world famous, one of the greatest. Living legend, did I mention my resume is amazing? The game need a breath of fresh air and I'm breathtaking. Went diamond, guess I'm still a gold mine shining. This black excellence at its finest. Don't call me Brandy no more, call me your highness. Built tougher than my brother Ray J glasses. This is passion, he woke up a beast, now it's madness. See this Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was the vocal goat, Queen Brandy. She stays trending on our timeline for all the right reasons, including a new partnership with Motown Records. Yes. yes, and that's on the heels of being one of the greatest talents of her generation, becoming the first Black Cinderella, yes. and breaking tons of barriers, which makes her a forever BG boss. Yes, yes. <laughs> we always stand for B-Rocker over here at all times. But Demetria, you've got this week's uh -huh. girl boss. Tell us about this queen. Okay. You guys are gonna love her, okay? My BG <laughs> boss is truly a trailblazer who is still paving the way. That's my girl, Nicole Lynn. Nicole is the first female agent to represent a top NFL agency. Just last year, she joined forces with Clutch Sports Group as their new president of football operations. Okay, That's queen. huge. Nicole noticed there was a lack of female representation in the sports world, so she decided to do something about it. She has brought massive attention to women receiving unequal pay in sports, and she does everything within her power to not only represent them, but also uplift. Yes. Nicole Lynn, you are truly a BG boss. Way to go, girl. Yes, she is I amazing. Hear I hear that. that. Because one thing you mentioned, like, she's representing mm -hmm. women and stepping up for unequal pay. And the only way that we can really make a difference in these organizations is to come in and infiltrate them. Well, that's a male-dominated yeah. industry. Yeah. And I think what's even cool, just, you know, bringing it local, she actually represents a couple of our Atlanta Falcons as oh, well. Okay. I mean, and what's really interesting, too, is 50 Cent actually announced a couple years back that he's developing a show based on her life. And you know it's yeah. got to be interesting. Yeah. 
going to be really dope. Yeah. We're definitely going to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And that's all the show for now. Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night, everybody. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.